A once in four years event has just happened. The Bitcoin halving, its third halving, which has cut the minor block reward from 12.5 Bitcoin to 6.25 Bitcoin. And this is just the beautiful deflationary properties of Bitcoin at its finest. No pandemic, no lockdown, no quarantine, no Congress, no paper or signatures can stop this from happening. And it has already occurred. Of course, we saw a 20% sell off as predicted from this chart. As you can see here, we had this chart up on our video on Friday. And what you can see here is we predicted this top here based on a puzzle piece that we talked about yesterday, which was the UTXOs for Bitcoin. Of course, if you guys don't know what the UTXOs are, that's the unspent outputs from Bitcoin transactions that hit an all time high. And the last time it did that, was on the 13th of February where we had topped out. And if you guys remember this chart, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. We showed you guys this chart on Friday. If you guys remember this, say something in the chat or put something in the comments. We'll take some questions from our live audience. I see we've got Chris and Fig House on the live right now, but I want to first and foremost talk about what's happening right now with Bitcoin because you can see we're still above the 100 and 200 day moving average. We're also above the 50 day moving average. So all three moving averages are below price action right now, which could make us assume that based on normal market circumstances, we're still in a bullish trend and that this was just a test of support. And of course, when we look at this hidden bullish divergence form, you can see with this RSI on the daily chart, we've got this higher high in the RSI with a higher low in price action. And that can certainly indicate that we do have some strength in this uptrend and that this uptrend can be expected to continue. But we have a couple more puzzle pieces on the table that I want to discuss today and show you guys to ensure you have the full picture on what's happening right now. And we've also got, interestingly enough, two new gaps here for Bitcoin. We've got that $9,300 level and that $9,800 level. And it's really a range now, but we've got this CME gap that has formed because of course, the whales, as always, tricksters and company, they love to do things with perfect timing. They decided to bring Bitcoin's price down on Sunday before the CME futures market opened. And of course, that created a gap. And what that means is that we most likely will eventually fill that gap. But the question is, are we going to see the similar price action that we saw here? And I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about in the beginning of May, where we actually gapped down over the weekend, but then we saw further downside, which led to the bottom for Bitcoin. And then of course we eventually went up and filled that gap. Is that a possibility? Of course it is. But once and for all, I want you guys to realize at the end of the day, we just have to read what the chart is telling us. And of course we're above all three of these moving averages, even on the Bitcoin CME futures chart. And because of that, we could assume that the bullish trend may still continue if we're able to stay above that 7950 level. So I've got some key levels to talk to you guys about today. And of course, if we look at Bitcoin dominance, as we expected, altcoins got a breather on May 8th. And that's when Bitcoin topped out. It was the prediction that we gave out on Friday. And when you look at what's happening with altcoins, this could potentially just be a pullback in Bitcoin to give some altcoins a breather, because of course we saw amazing altcoin gains over the last few days. And that was a direct correlation of Bitcoin's price action to the downside. Of course, altcoins didn't see as much. And then they raised in Satoshi value. If you guys know 
what Satoshis are. Of course, that's the best metric to consider altcoin gains with, not necessarily using the USD value, because of course, if your altcoins aren't outperforming Bitcoin, then what's the point of being inside of the altcoin trade, right? So we look at Bitcoin dominance and it looks like altcoins still have some room, but I do have another puzzle piece to give you guys today. And of course, it's going to be another glass node chart because that's actually what predicted the top here on Friday. Remember, I wanted to give you guys all of those puzzle pieces because it's what interested me in a fundamental sense. And the on-chain metrics are so important, especially as we had the Bitcoin having approaching on Friday. And of course, the whales were going to take advantage of the hype. And we all know the saying, buy the hype and sell the news. And we can tell that that was exactly what happened throughout the weekend when we saw Bitcoin drop 20%. But the main things to realize right now is we're above all three moving averages, which to me is very important. We still have that hidden bullish divergence, which can indicate that we do have some potential upside coming. And of course, at the end of the day, we went ahead and formed a new CME gap, a fresh one here between 9,300 and 9,800. And we've yet to fill that gap. So the question is, are we going to fill that gap this week? Are we going to fill that gap in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks? Well, before we can look at where we're going to go when we move back to the upside, we want to look at what the destination Bitcoin is looking for right now. And so I want you guys to actually just quickly look at this chart here because I want you guys to understand my perspective. This is my chart. It looks very confusing. Don't let this scare you away. But all of these levels are very major key support and resistance levels. It's how I'm able to trade effectively for those of you in our discord that received our signals. Of course, last week we had no Bitcoin margin signals hit stop loss. All of them hit profits. And there's a reason for that. It's because we know our numbers and you need to know your numbers in order to understand where price action is headed. Now, the first thing that sticks out to me on this chart, I don't want to scare you too much, but I do want you to realize that we've got this confluence here with the 100 and 200 day moving average along with that major support of around 79.50. So the major support level that I'm looking for in a breakdown scenario is going to be that 79.50 key support level. And so in a moment like this, nobody wants to catch a falling knife because this could certainly be a top out. Of course, we briefly went above this major resistance level. And the reason it's highlighted in dark black, unlike all of the other lines is because it's a major level of resistance that I had drawn out. And we slightly went above just like we normally do under normal market circumstances. You have tricksters and company that like to come in and say, okay, everyone wants to go short here. Why don't we break the resistance level for a short amount of time before we wait for the weekend to then go ahead and manipulate price back down and clear all of those shorts out so that they can affect Main Street and keep Wall Street rich, right? So of course we saw tricksters and company play their part over the weekend. And we know that that $10,500 level is a key resistance level that a lot of us have been watching. But understand this, at the end of the day, do you think the whales are gonna give everyone that $10,000 break even short? I don't know. And what I mean by that is, do you really think that the whales were planning to just take Bitcoin up to 10,000 before the having and then drop price, knowing that a lot of people will most likely short at that break uh, or that big even 10,000 number, right? So that could certainly be a puzzle piece for you guys to look at, because at the end of the day, it's highly probable that the whales are still looking for some upside to 
eventually fill that CME gap. And the question is, are we going to head back towards that $10,000 level? And if so, will we then surpass it towards that $10,500 level and see resistance? Or will we go ahead and break through that and then potentially form new highs for Bitcoin? Because we all know that $10,500 level, it's something we talked about on Friday as well, was what all of the major hedge fund managers, as well as the traders that I know that have a lot invested in this market, were looking for in a confirmation of the bullish trend. And of course, as we all know, it, it never happened. And that wasn't the confirmation that we needed. And of course, the shorts got the big end of the stick over the weekend. And for those of you that were in shorts, good for you. We call the short above 10,000. I've actually still got that position with a break even stop. I've taken profits along the way. But of course, we always want to keep those solid positions, especially when you're over a, a big even and you see a major sell off or a major push up, depending on if you're long or short, you want to be able to keep those positions. But realize that that's just another puzzle piece that we want to have on the table. And interestingly enough, if this all plays part and we come up to fill that CME gap over the next few days, over the next week or two, I can potentially see this pattern forming. And this is an inverse head and shoulder pattern where we come to 10,500. We clear all the shorts that came in at 10,000. And then we finally see one last push to the downside. And that $6,400 level, knowing it's a very strong support level from the past, we consolidated there over the last few weeks when we were stuck between that $6,000 and $7,000 level, as a lot of you may remember. And so if that is a significant level of support, we could expect a major pullback is going to see some sort of bullish pressure at that level. And of course, the big question is when will that happen? And what I want you guys to realize is you never can predict the top or the bottom. It's one of the hardest things to do. But what we can do is understand the numbers. So we know that as price action continues, we can determine our position based on how price action reacts to certain numbers. And so the key numbers that I want you guys to realize here before we go and look at the stock markets, because very interesting things happening there. And then we'll pull up that one puzzle piece that I want you guys to have in your pocket over the next few days. And that's actually going to be the Bitcoin USDT medium transaction volumes hitting a six month high. And the last time it did that was on December 12th, 2019. And so a lot of, you know, in December, we were pretty much at the bottom of that rally that eventually took us above 10,000 to 10,500. And then we saw that sell off. So I'm going to talk about how that puzzle piece could play a big part over the next few days, but realize that the key numbers I want you guys to pay attention to right now is that 7950 level right at that 100 and 200 day moving average. A break below that could confirm that we're back in a medium or short term downtrend. But for now, if it looks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And so we're above the 50, the 100 and the 200 day moving average. That's a very bullish scenario. And so we can assume that the 80-20 rule is in play here and that for the majority of the time, if it talks like a duck and it looks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And so we want to go along with it until it doesn't or until we pull the mask off and we realize it's not actually a duck, right? But that is an anomaly. That's what happens 20% of the time, not 80% of the time. And so for now, we want to assume that the uptrend can potentially continue if we're above these key levels. And interestingly enough, 
I'm going to pull up my scary chart again. Uh, of course, I call it scary because if you guys are just now starting to understand charts, it might be too much for you. But I think there's some important places here that you guys can learn from. Uh, and I want you guys to realize if you see these wicks, none of these wicks actually touched a major level of support or a major structural level, right? And so you can see we actually breached the support of this falling wedge. We also breached the support here as well. And then you can see we never actually touched that 100 and 200 day moving average. And so one thing that is on the table here, another puzzle piece for you guys, is that maybe Bitcoin hasn't yet reached the destination it's been looking to reach over the last few days. And what I mean by that is if we also look at normal garden market behavior, what you can also see here is we've got a normal push down and then we've got a bear flag that could and typically does result in another continuation move to the downside right and so we could assume that we've got a bear flag forming here and so the level that i'm looking at when it comes to resistance for a breakout is going to be the 9200 level and i'll talk about exactly why i'm watching that 9200 level in order to confirm that this isn't a bear flag and that it's potentially just the manipulation or the test of support that we were looking for to then see a continuation to the upside because remember we have that hidden bullish divergence and so for those of you on youtube go ahead and put your questions in the chat i see we've got tibor he says happy monday eduardo says king naeem farsha says 80 watching give him some likes peep and so I want you guys to put your questions in the chat because I don't want this live stream to go too long. I'll answer those questions as we wrap up, but realize that $9,200 level is going to be that critical resistance level that I'm personally watching. And this is exactly why you can see here. The only time that we saw a major wick during this downtrend was right here. And it actually went right at that 70 or I'm sorry, that $9,200 level. And it also breached that four hour 50 moving average in red and it immediately got rejected there with high sell pressure as you can see and so we know right now that the gap is between 9300 and 9800 which is above this resistance level that has already printed on the chart as a resistance and a key level and the reason i know that is because all of these lines that you see on this chart were actually drawn before we even dumped 20%. And if you guys are consistently watching our videos every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you guys know that we had these lines drawn out for the last two weeks. And so this to me is confirmation that that $9,200 level is gonna be a key resistance level right now for Bitcoin. So the two main things, if you guys have to go and you're maybe heading to sleep, I know it's a little bit late, the $9,200 key resistance level for a breakout would be a confirmation that we're most likely going to come back up and fill those CME gaps. And that could potentially take us back above 10,000. That could eventually potentially take us to 10,500. Of course, the 10,500 inverse head and shoulder scenario is just my own hypotheses. That doesn't have to be a puzzle piece out on the table. It doesn't have to be a confirmed piece of data. That's just a assumption that I made looking at the chart, knowing that $10,500 level acted as a resistance three times in a row. And that could certainly create a neckline and a scenario and a case for an inverse head and shoulder pattern. 
which would be awesome because guess what? We can all get entries back at around 65 to 70, uh, you know, 7,500 if that does happen. And it probably won't happen in the next week or two. But realize that we need to find out whether or not this is going to be a bear flag that results in a continuation down or if it's going to just be normal market behavior, testing a support level and then coming right back up because we still have that hidden bullish divergence. So the two things that you want to keep from this video, there's actually a third one that for those of you that will stay till the end of this video, I'll go over and that's going to be that one puzzle piece that I have for you guys, which is the USDT medium transactions hitting a six month high today. And the last time I did that was on December 12th. And I'm going to talk about why that's an important puzzle piece. Of course, the puzzle piece that we had similar to that one on Friday resulted in predicting the top on May 8th. But of course, the two things for those of you that are short on time is going to be that $9,200 critical resistance and that $7,950 critical support level. So let's move on really quick and talk about what's happening here when we look at gold, right? A lot of us, we loved that gold and Bitcoin correlation that happened in the latter part of 2019. A lot of us were able to trade based on that correlation and make significant profits. Of course, as of recently, Bitcoin has decided to decouple from not only gold, but the stock markets and the equity markets as well. But at one point or another, they're most likely to come back and correlate. And I think it's almost like tricksters and company and the whales playing their game and saying, okay, well, why don't we go correlate with this asset for now? And so people will start trading Bitcoin based on this asset's price action. And then, of course, it's going to be easier for us to manipulate them because if gold sourced to the sky, we can just push Bitcoin down. Most people will be long and we can clear all those longs out. Right. And so I think that it's just an important awareness to have. And that's the fact that the fact that Bitcoin correlates with multiple asset classes, it's part of the manipulation, in my opinion, from the whales. But realize that gold is a big puzzle piece on the table right now. And you can see we're still very bullish on gold, right? Something that could potentially also happen is Bitcoin re-correlates with gold if gold starts to break out, right? One thing that we'll talk about right now is the US dollar strength. We'll look at the DXY and that compares to the US dollar to the major currencies in the world. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of strength in the US dollar, right? We saw the Brazilian currency crash recently. I think Bitcoin compared to the Brazilian currency is like over 80% up right now. So for those of you in Brazil that kept your money in Bitcoin and not in the Brazilian currency, you're doing really well right now. So I'd love to know if any of you guys watching live is in Brazil and how that's affecting you guys. So I know that uh, was pretty much the country that uh, Brazil really took a big hit from that. But anyways, realize that gold above all three moving averages, not too much to talk about here. And you can see anything above that 1680 level is going to be bullish for gold. If we start to come down and test 1680, then we can potentially have a case for a liquidity crisis again, which happened when Bitcoin and equity markets and gold took a huge slump earlier this year. And that was when everyone went straight to cash and they didn't want to have any assets, any investments, because they didn't know what was going to happen in the markets. Of course, as things have unfolded and we look back in hindsight, what we've realized is the NASDAQ, the NQ, the tech stocks, as you can see on this chart, are the ones that have seen the most strength, right? And so not too much happening in the major indices. I'm not going to go too far into stocks. I do want to talk about that one puzzle piece to Bitcoin at the end of this video, which shouldn't be too long from now. But I do want to just look at the NASDAQ really quick because it's the first time that the NASDAQ is actually approaching this key resistance level. And the reason the NASDAQ is important here 
is because out of all major indices, the NASDAQ is above all three moving averages. Gold is above all three moving averages. And guess what? Bitcoin is above all three moving averages. So I like to put all three of those on the table for now because those are the three assets seeing the most strength right now. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, it's at Naeem, just my first name, at Naeem. I actually posted on February 22nd before we saw the major stock market crash. And I hate to be pompous here or try to brag. I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to be pompous, actually. But I did post on February 22nd. I'm very careful on what I post when it comes to any sort of advice, right? I don't give financial advice. There's clear disclaimers about that. But I did say on February 22nd, if those of you that are looking to maintain capital and preserve your wealth are smart right now, you would invest the majority of your income outside of equity markets into gold and Bitcoin. And interestingly enough, those are one of the two most outperforming assets over the last few weeks and over the last month or two during this global crisis. And so it would have been a great decision to be in all Bitcoin or all gold on February 22nd based on how we've seen things unfold in hindsight, which is very interesting to me because you just look at how everything is unfolding in the economy and you realize that a lot of these people that had all of their retirements stuck in bonds, into commodities, precious metals, equities, a lot of them are down right now for the year, right? They're not doing so well. But then you've got all these outliers that were like, I'm going to put everything in Bitcoin. I'm all in on Bitcoin or I'm all in on gold. I'm expecting a major market crash. It's been 12 years. A market cycle is due. Those are the ones prospering right now. So I think it pays to listen to people that have a little bit of a different perspective than what you see on the news and what you see on headlines, right? But realize this, and I don't want to go too much into this right now. If you guys want more stock market analysis, then I'd love for you guys to request that in the Discord. I'd love to look at more charts for you guys. But we like to look at the major indices. And the NASDAQ right now, you can see we've got this key resistance level, which today you can see we we tested that level. We went above it for a brief amount of time. But of course, we didn't close above it. And so we know right now that the NASDAQ is at that key resistance level. And we all know that we're due for a correction soon. If it's not going to come tomorrow and it doesn't come this week, it's going to have to come next week or the week after. At the end of the day, the stock market cannot continue to rally while the economy is shut down, right? So realize this. If we see blood in the markets, not just in commodities, precious metals, but in major indices, in equities, in major sectors like transportation, financials, even tech, right? Because today, if you looked at futures market, when tech went down 0.5%, the SP 500, the NASDAQ, they went down double. They went down 1%. So we know if we see a big retracement in tech, which has been the leading market indicator right now, then we could expect a bloodbath across all markets. And don't sit here and tell me that if we see minus 5% on all major indices tomorrow, Bitcoin is going to be plus 5% because we all know Bitcoin is also a volatile asset. And when we see bloodbath in a lot of markets, Bitcoin is typically a part of that group. And of course, there are hedges against that. Sometimes precious metals, they also come down when equities are coming down. But then when they rebound, they might rebound stronger or further. But at the end of the day, normal market behavior is all markets are the same for the most part, right? So realize that as we've seen strength with the tech side of the major indices, we're approaching and we're at this resistance level. So I'm very interested to watch what's going to happen here. It looks like they're coming up to fill this gap here, of course. We don't know if after they fill that gap, they're going to come and straight shoot down or if they're going to 
come and form new highs for the NASDAQ. Who knows? If that happens, that could potentially be another puzzle piece on the table, assuming that Bitcoin could also follow and see further highs, right? Because every time the NASDAQ made a new high, Bitcoin made a new high until Friday and then the weekend. And of course, the manipulation, unless Bitcoin comes back up, fills that CME gap and continues the uptrend, which is very probable. And once again, we're looking at that $7,950 to $9,200 level for confirmation. Now, let's move on here and let's talk about this puzzle piece that a lot of you guys have been waiting for. And I will take some questions from our live audience. Jake says, take your time. Investor Milton says, why do people think the halvening will make the price go up if nothing happened last having until the last quarter of 2016? Well, for those of you that have stayed in sync with all of our videos, you guys know the drill. We all knew that prior to the halving, we were going to see a sell-off. And it was something that I was very clear about. And of course, we even talked about it on Friday. After every halving, we've seen either sideways price action or downward price action post-halving. It's a perfect way to buy the hype and have the whales sell the news and make their profits, clear all of those longs, clear the shorts, and vice versa, right? Tricksters and company. But check this out. Interesting puzzle piece I want to throw out there, and then we'll take some more questions from the audience. Brandon says, whales knowing that 6A is strong support also means they can manipulate it lower. Very true. And we'll talk about that once the time comes. For now, let's watch the 79.50 level because we're pretty much trending between that 79.50 and 9200R level. And so it wouldn't hurt to watch that. Of course, we'll margin trade and day trade the in-betweens like we always do. But when it comes to swing trades, we still want to take a quick step back and say to ourselves, we don't yet know the full outcome of this. So Tiber says, good calls tonight. Eric says, buy on the rumor, sell on the news. Investors says, Argentina is paying a very high premium on Bitcoin right now. Absolutely. We can talk about the world and how they are reacting to Bitcoin's price action. But at the end of the day, that 20% drop must have hurt a lot of people. It must have hurt a lot of average investors. And that's the one thing about the Bitcoin market that I would say is a little bit of a concern for now. But of course, as that $100 billion market cap increases and eventually hits $1 trillion, then we can expect a little bit more stability in the market and less volatility. But I love the volatility. We love trading the volatility. Over the last three weeks, we saw so much volatility in stocks. We took a ton of profits from that. But now it looks like crypto is coming back to the forefront and coming back on home base, ready to be volatile. And that creates a lot of opportunities when it comes to margin trading. Of course, you never want to catch knives. You never want to catch those huge breakouts because that's where the whales are able to take your money. But, you know, realize this at the end of the day, like today, everyone was going crazy during like the exact minute of the the, the having and, you know, between that range of like two hours before the having and two hours after the having, everyone was like, should we buy? Should we sell? Should we buy? Those are the times I like to take a step back, maybe go to the beach, go to a isolated spot and just think and meditate and say, you know what? I'm not going to play the market right now because guess what? The whales want you in the market at that exact time. I like to come in after the dust settles and say, oh, well, let's see. We've got a key support level there. We've got a key resistance there. Cool. We're under this key level. This is probably going to act as a magnet. So we're below this. Maybe we can long here. Oh, we're above this now. Maybe we can short here. And then we just take advantage of those swings up and down. We take those more risky opportunities that happened, you know, that happened immediately after the dust settles, because at that point we can assume that it's going to follow the important numbers. It's all about knowing your numbers at the end of the day, right? So I don't want to get too off track and we'll wrap up this video in just a second, but I do want to talk about this USDT median transaction volume here. So 
Interestingly enough, our puzzle piece last week on Friday is what predicted the top. And I want to throw this out there because we just hit a six month high. And the last time we saw that on this chart, and this is an on-chain metric, was on December 12th, 2020. When we look at December 12th, 2020, check this out. You can see here in the blue vertical line was December 12th, 2019, I'm sorry. And you can see we're actually at the bottom or close to the bottom of this consolidation that eventually took us above 10,000 to 10,500, right? So December 12th, we saw the USDT medium transaction volume hit a six month high. And then we saw that happen today after a brief sell-off still above all three moving averages and still in a very bullish overall market. When we look at the NASDAQ, for example, which like I said, if it looks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And so it's still bullish. So I just want to throw that puzzle piece out there because that's an interesting thought to me. And once again, for me personally, I'm going to be waiting for that confirmation that $9,200 level for a breakout to fill that CME gap up to 9,800, because that would be a very juicy trade, especially if we wait for confirmation, we're sure of it. And then of course, if we continue to see downside pressure, that 7,950 is going to act up as, as that major support level. So other than that, that was all I wanted to go through uh, for the most part. I do want to pull this up here. So I, we've been getting a lot of questions about our day trade signals, uh, and I do want to pull that up here. So we changed the BitMEX signals to day trade signals, and that was because a lot of people that were new joining into our group were kind of confused about what BitMEX was since a lot of people are on Bybit now, and some people are using Binance futures. So we just went ahead and scrapped the name and said, you know, let's just do a day trading signals chat. And you can see last week we hit all of our Bitcoin trades. We've hit very few stops for those of you getting our trades. Uh, but realize that when we're posting shorts and longs, you can see I posted a long today, a buy. Oh, you can see one of our analysts posted a short earlier today that hit profit already. So you can see we posted a long signal. It hit profits at 12.18 a.m. And then 1.37 a.m., just a little over an hour after that short signal, we posted a long signal, or I'm sorry, short signal after the long signal. Understand that when you're following the signals, once there's a change in direction for that asset, right? So we go from long to short we've now implemented a one direction rule, which means that if there's a short open for Bitcoin, all longs are now invalidated when it comes to the signals. But for me personally, what I like to do is I like to go ahead and set a break even stop after taking profits at target one, possibly target two. And so I'm in my long right now at 86.92, unless Bitcoin has dropped below, I haven't been able to look at it since I'm on the live stream. And so I'm also in the short because I did take this call when it was posted. I trust our analysts just as much as I trust myself. We have a very strict filtering process when any trade is posted. So I trusted it. And so I'm in profits right now. My target one already hit. Now I should go and move my stop to break even. And I'll probably do that as soon as the video is over. But realize that we have a one direction rule when it comes to these trades. And the reason the trades work like this, and I'll teach you guys something before I wrap up, is because every trader has to have their numbers right. It's all about your numbers, right? So I'm going to take my numbers, for example, I'll tell you exactly why I called a long here on Bitcoin for day trade at 86.92. And the reason I did is because guess what? Number one, I knew my numbers. And number two, I saw price action. As you can see, that 8700, exactly 8701.93 is a very major level of support or resistance. And if you were to ask me, how is this a major level of support? Or resistance? Don't worry about that. That's what I did on my chart with my six computer screens and my morning routine of going through charts and mapping out key resistance and support levels, right? But for the most part, they're probably either gaps 
They're probably breakout or breakdown levels in the past or just market structure support and resistance. So I'll give you an example. When it comes to margin trading, what I like to do is I like to wait for the big drop. I like to wait for the dust to settle, right? I like to let the higher lows, the lower lows, the higher highs, the higher lows form. And then I like to come in when everything's quiet, right? So I'll give you an example. Why did I post a short or a long here at 86.92? Well, price action was inside below the major level. We'll look at price levels and I'll actually put a line here for you guys so you can start learning here a little bit. So prior to this, we were always below that $8,700 key level, which is an important number. Once again, any trader needs to know their numbers, right? So I knew my number there was at 8,700. And so what I decided to do was wait for a confirmation of a breakout above 8,700, which shows that bulls are going to come in and test that level. And when I saw that bulls were able to come up and break to 8,742, I said to myself, okay, perfect. This is a great opportunity. And this is where I called that long to go ahead and get into a long if we come below this important number because this number is going to act as a magnet once it's below or above. And so when it came below, I said, okay, perfect play. Enter a long here. Most likely will come back above 8,700 because that number is going to be a magnet. And then the bulls are going to come in. And since they just now went above that key level and it took them quite a while to get there, they're most likely going to try to test the bears stronger than just 8742 they're going to want to come higher and so they eventually came up to 8787 where one of our analysts posted a short i said to myself well i'm cool with that you know why because 8700 is my key number and i'm not expecting a big dump or a pump right now at 2 a.m when the whales are sleeping because they know that the retail investors are sleeping so they have less money to take from your pockets and so as an investor you have to just understand the psychology have an awareness of your numbers and know your numbers and with that being said Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm going to wrap up this live stream early for you guys. I see we've got a ton of you guys on our live stream. Juju, MDFU, Gulame, AWD7. He says, is it in interest of China miners to dump the price to exclude the rest? And are they capable of doing so? Man, so many people are blaming China for so many things. Who knows, right? I like to read data. I don't like to read speculation or headlines. And so I'd rather avoid that type of question. But Tibor says, wow, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Somebody says, thanks for that lesson. Maybe I'll do more. I'm thinking about doing some live trading here soon for our premium group, but um, I've just been on the road. I've been a little bit busy with meetings right now um, as, as things start to open up. And so we'll hopefully do that maybe next month or start it sometime soon. I'm also working on the updated course for you guys. So anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Like the video if you guys appreciate this content. And until Wednesday, Sniper.